Alright. Big Pops. Yes, sir. What's up? Welcome to episode either 103 or 104 of WFS The Will Ford Show. And a regular on the show, Alec Bell, back. Well, not in the studio, but on Skype. How you doing, Alec? I'm pretty solid. That's good, buddy. Um, so the NFL draft's coming up, buddy. It's like the only thing only thing that we can look forward giving to. us yes yeah, only thing we can look forward to this is the only thing that that's giving us any kind of news at the moment so it's kind of driving all entertainment and sports right now are you excited for that though I, I usually look forward to it every year but my team doesn't have first round picks so it's just kind of me sitting there and watching listen though you got minka fitzpatrick out of that trade yeah i know minka, minka is so good yeah, he was so good for you guys. Yeah, he is. Last season, he's just a ball hawk. He's got a he nose is. for the football. So NFL drafts coming up today is Sunday. So next, I guess you would say, would you say this week or next week? I don't know. Uh, in a couple of days, and Alec approached me about this game that we should play. It's almost, it's kind of like fan engagement. It's a game we're gonna do it on uh, on the NFL draft, basically where you predict how the draft is going to go so you try to predict which team is going to select which player what trades are going to happen and it's all based on a point system and based on the different things you correctly call and predict you get points you add those points together at the end and whoever has the most points is the winner so what Alec, do they win? i'll let you kind of take that. hold on uh, what do they win? yeah and, and we're going to make a little, there's going to be a cash prize. Alec and I are going to both put $25 into the pod, so a $50 grand prize. And if either Alec or I win, that money will be donated and we'll, you know, we'll donate it to like coronavirus relief uh, and do some good for humanity. Um, but Alec, I will let you have the floor on this because this is your game. You created this. So, just kind of explain how this game is supposed to work. So essentially, you're given, I mean, uh, to get the game, you're going to probably DM the Will Ford show, and he'll give you a fresh uh, NFL draft order. And with that draft order, you're basically just making your mock. And you can call trades. You can you can have two I'll go first for all I care. The scoring system with it is kind of different. It's not just um, you correct, you correctly pick which player it is or whatever. So what it is is to score half a point, you have, you make the correct selection but with a different team. So if for some reason Cincinnati were to trade down with Miami and Miami selects first and they select Joe Burrow, you'd end up getting a half a point because though that was a different team, you still Picture made the bro. correct you made the correct selection in the correct mm-hmm. spot. And you could also make the correct position selection with the correct team, but a different player. So back to Joe Burrow. Cincinnati takes a quarterback, but they take two attack of Iloa. And since he's a quarterback, and you predicted a quarterback to go there, just not Tua, you would still score half a point. And you correctly select the same, or you make the correct selection with the same team. So, I mean, I suggest most of us are probably going to say Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. You'd get one point instead of the half a point. Now, this is when it gets really tricky. 
and this is risky because uh, I, you, go I, people may not understand it. Yeah, it, it's going to be kind of difficult to understand. And Will's going to have the rules up on Twitter, so you can look it up on the Will Ford show. But um, you correctly call calling trades. So back to the whole Cincinnati thing. You correctly call says that you say that Cincinnati is going to trade with Miami, but Cincinnati actually trades with the Chargers. Since you correctly called one team in that trade, you'll get one you'll get one point out of it, and that's where it gets risky because that might mess up your whole mock draft. But if you correctly call both teams in the trade, you'll get three points. So if Cincinnati and LA do make a trade, you'd get three points out of that. And if you and I want this is why I want you to add the picks involved just within the first round. So if you think Cincinnati is going to trade with Miami, and you think it's going to be with picks five and eighteen, and that actually do does happen, and you correctly call the trade like spot on, you would get five points. Now, if it was like Cincinnati trades with Washington, and it's a um, First, Cincinnati trades their first pick, and uh, Washington trades their second pick. Trades a second pick and a second round selection. You don't have to add that second round selection. It's just within the first round. So you could just say Cincinnati trades the first pick, and Washington trades their second pick. So I, I mean, I don't want you to go like they trade the like second, fourth, three and seconds, sixth pick. And yeah. yeah, that gets too complicated. But I mean, that's where the risk might out. You, like the risk actually might pay off because you get five uh, points out of that. And if you correctly score five picks in a row, not pick five picks in a row, score. Like it could be a half a point, a point. It could be through a trade that you made. You have to correctly score five points, and you'll get an extra two points. And if you do that ten point, ten picks in a row, you'll get an extra three points out of that. May, would you maybe want to change that wording and just take correctly out and just say score five picks in a row and score ten picks in a row? Would that make more sense? I guess. Oh, I'm just asking. Like, I, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I can do that. I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking because correctly might make it seem like people we'll have to actually more. get it correct, like the whole thing. Yeah. So, like, if they just have to score, you know, half a point, five picks in a row, then they get that extra two points. Then I think that makes it yeah, makes a little fine. more sense. And then I just threw in a couple predictions because it might be a tiebreaker or whatever. Oh, and I also have a tiebreaker set up that I haven't stated yet. I'll say that at the end. So I want you to correctly, or I want you to predict who makes the most selections in the first round. So, and if it's a tie, so if it's like, if you say Miami and Miami ends up tying with Detroit and LA with two picks in the first round, you would still score that two points because it was, they tied with it. Right. So that's why I don't want to get like two. Precisive, so if like three teams tie with it, it, it wouldn't matter. And then I also want you to predict how many QBs are going to be taken within the draft or within the first round. So if you think four QBs are going to go off the board in the first round, and that does happen, you'll get an extra two points. Oh, and the all these are worth two points, by the way. And I want you to predict the position that's going to be taken most. So they say wide receiver is the deepest position, and and you think five wide receivers might go in the first round. You'll put five wide receivers there, or if you think safety, you'll put safety there. This is just to get a couple, you know, couple extra points in there. And then gotcha. tiebreaker is just simply 
who can score the most points in a row. So if you scored with it, if you scored on the first 15 picks and you end up tying with someone who scored 13 picks in a row, then you would win because you scored 15 picks in a row. That so seems that's just very, the, I know it's an example, but that seems pretty high. 15 picks in a row. I know that is extremely <laughs> out of I don't know if that will ever happen, but, but I get your point. Yeah. So essentially as well. you, you, you don't have to know what exactly the game is. All you have to do is just fill out a mock draft. You don't even have to put trades because trades, I'm not going to lie, trades are kind of risky because if it doesn't pan out, you might have screwed your whole draft board up. Yeah. But then again, if you don't do a trade, it might screw your whole draft board up. So it's just kind of whatever. And you can, you can I don't know, look on Bleacher Report and just copy that one down for all I care. But... Yeah, I mean, I figured it was something we could do because there's nothing to watch except this draft. And it just makes maybe, it a little more fun, and yeah, who wants makes, to win $50? It makes it fun, makes it more interesting watching the draft. Cool. Sounds simple enough. Yeah, just a little complex. No, but I, I know I like it, and I think, it's, I think it's a good way to have a little bit of fun with the draft. I know what I've done in previous years. Uh, for the show, for the Will Ford show, is I did a like a Twitter live stream where I would predict the picks before they would happen, and then like just film my reaction to the picks. So I may do that again this year with that. Uh, I probably will, but I think this is another good way to kind of just get other people involved. And yeah, I mean, you get fifty dollars yeah. out of it if you win, and and if me or Alec win. We'll make sure that that money is donated, donated to the cause. I'm excited, and I will be sure to get these finalized details from Alec, and we'll put these on Twitter. And anyone who wants to be a part of this this game, this competition for fifty dollars, uh, just be sure to direct message me on Twitter. I'll even put it on Instagram as well. So even though that might be a little lengthy for Instagram, I don't know. But He's got to post a picture of it. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. You DM me on Instagram, Twitter, or you can just comment on an episode, like on SoundCloud or something. If you listen on SoundCloud, uh, whatever works. Whatever, I mean, even on Facebook, anywhere. Just somehow just, get a hold. Just of or, just find a way to get a hold of me, and we will get you in the competition, and hopefully you win fifty dollars. Cool, awesome. I'm excited now. I this know. Is I'm actually, I, I'm I'm actually pretty pumped about this. So I guess now. After we've just finished our explanation of this game, let's kind of have a little uh, mock draft preview for this week's draft. Up here on my screen is Alex's mock draft. There's a couple of trades in here, so really, really, we're getting a cheat sheet of this is essentially what a Alex. Cheat sheet. It's not finalized. I'm going to make a couple, you know, tweaks, but, but I, I yeah, would like... say though, Alec is a good guy to follow. Alec goes hard on the NFL draft every year. So I would say he, he knows what he's talking about for the most part. Now, is he a Mel Kuyper? I don't know, but mm. uh, no, I, we're getting a really a, a good sneak peek here on what Alex going to be submitting for his game. So yeah, for the most part. All right, Alec, well take us through here, buddy. Well, what you got, I mean, the first two picks are probably, I mean, I would assume everyone are going to, get the first two picks right with Joe Burrow and Chase Young. And 
Number one is interesting though, because what if Cincinnati does trade back with Miami? Miami that, wants that will not happen. I guarantee I don't, you, Cincinnati's not going to do it. No, but they should. They would probably secure three first round. They'd probably get all three of those first. They rounds. would get. They would get at least one more, and probably some seconds, and maybe even a first next year. If no, that Joe Burrow is so highly touted. Cincinnati would easily get all three of Miami's first round picks and probably extra picks, maybe a second also. They Wouldn't are going to it? be they are going to be very stingy about trading that first pick, especially coming out and saying they do not want to trade it. Miami's but gonna have to you, blow them away. But listen, you could still get another one. You could trade back to five or six or whatever, and you're still gonna get a quarterback, and you're gonna have so many other picks, probably two or three other first rounders that you could use to really improve your team. And Cincinnati in a year or two could actually be really good. Oh, I'm definitely not saying they wouldn't do it, but I don't, I don't think know. they will, but they, I think they should, because I think <sighs> if you trade back to five and take Tua, Tua, I think is better than Joe Burrow. He just has the injury concerns. But I think if you put him on a tier scale, I think Tua is a, like a one a and Joe Burrow's a one B. It's just the whole injury situation to it. And I get I get it. I get it. You want a sure thing, but I mean, is any quarterback or any pick for that matter a sure thing? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just I feel like I would trade back, you know, five picks, still get a pretty good quarterback. Or even if you just wanted to take Justin Herbert, that's that's fine. And you still get probably like six or seven other picks to work with. I, I don't know. I'm not really eye on Justin Herbert. I'm not really I mean, I'm high not either, but I'm just saying that you could still get a decent quarterback and have seven picks to work with. Yeah, you could. But to uh, that brings me to my next pick because there's the first trade of the draft. And essentially, I think more is going to be put into it, but Miami's going to eventually trade with Detroit. I think it's bound to happen. And if not, my draft is kind of screwed because I have two picks relying on it. So... Miami trades their the fifth pick and the 18th pick, which was Pittsburgh's, but Miami now owns, and now Detroit's going to own it, to jump up to three to, to take Tua. And I think they're going to probably going to, there's probably going to be a second round pick and a third round pick involved also. But I mean, that's not a part of this round. And then the fourth pick, I think, is pretty set in stone also, but there is a chance that New York might trade down because they've been pretty high on some offensive tackles but mm -hmm. i think if they were smart they would just stick with isaiah simmons because he might be the best player in the draft he's a hybrid he's he ran what a four three nine i mean yeah the dude's ridiculous he kind of reminds me of a little bit of an uh, ryan shazier with the speed but he can also yeah. rush the edge he can play safety he's such a hybrid and he's good at it too that's the thing He's not like kind of a like Jabril a Peppers. Jabril Peppers type. Oh, not like a Jabril Peppers because well, Jabril Pe I, Peppers was hybrid. Yes, Still but I, Jabril Peppers wasn't great at anything. He was very That's good, fair. but is Isaiah Simmons is great at everything. Peppers is a great athlete, but doesn't actually have a position. He doesn't have a set position. Isaiah has a has three set positions essentially. Yeah, I get you. But his best is linebacker. Now, I, I disagree, I'm disagreeing with you on pick number three. I, 
I think it's going to go a different direction. I kind of don't want to spoil it for the game's sake, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I'll just tell you. So I, I don't think Tua is as high on people's draft boards as uh, people think. I, I've seen reports that teams are really kind of out on Tua. Yeah, I've seen so that. I, I don't. I think Miami. No, I don't think Miami's going to trade up to number three. I think the Chargers are going to trade up to number three, mm. and they'll jump in front and take Herbert. I don't think they have to trade up to get Herbert. That's the thing. I think I don't think they do either. But I think they'll panic because they may think that Miami's going to take him. I think I think the Chargers are more chill on quarterback because they said they'd rock with Tyrod Taylor this year if they had to. And you also still have Cam Newton sitting in free agency and. Jameis Winston. I think, fair. I think the Giants are, or the Giants. I think the Chargers are just kind of sitting chill. If it falls to them, it falls to them. If not, which I, one of the two quarterbacks will fall to them, but they shouldn't panic and trade up to get them because you still have two quality quarterbacks sitting in free agency. Yeah, and I thought the Chargers would go after like Cam Newton or something. I'm surprised that he doesn't have a team because he's healthy. And I mean. If someone wants to be in a position to win now, I think Cam Newton's the best guy on the market to do that. So with my next pick, this is when Detroit comes into play with the trade with Miami. I have them selecting defensive tackle Derek Brown. I love and Derek I know, Brown. I know um, Jeff Okuda is, I don't know, is uh, drawn to many mock drafts with him in Detroit, but I just think they traded Darius Slay. And them picking up Jeff Okuda essentially gets them nowhere. Because well, didn't they, they sign Desmond Chufant? Um, did they? I'm pretty sure the Lions did. So if they draft Okuda, the, it really knew, would. It, it almost invalidates their signing of Chufant if they were just going to go out and, and draft a young corner. But they, would, they already they traded a star in Darius Slate, and then they just... They draft an unproven but potential star in Jeff Okuda, and I just think they're getting no. They'd be getting nowhere in the rebuild. Essentially, I know he's younger and he has potential, and but he's cheaper. Darius Slay was there for like there the whole time. They could have just kept him and taken someone else. So that's why yeah, that makes sense. I have a feeling they're going to go D tackle, and then the next pick with the Chargers, they uh, Justin Herbert does fall to them, and essentially they take a. But I think. They would second guess themselves with Okuda because they didn't expect Okuda to fall that drop that far. So that's why they would probably sit there second guessing themselves, but they would go with Herbert in the long run. And this is where we second guess ourselves because it seems like the first two or three picks are like automatic, and mm-hmm. now we're going to overthink the rest of the first round. It's essentially first two picks are automatic, and, and then. The rest is fair game, essentially. You're going to have people oh, falling is, and people rising. This so is then, tough, especially with 32 teams. Mm-hmm. So, well, 32 picks. So, I get you. You know what I mean, though. All right, so I'm just going to cut from 6 to 10 here. So, Or 7 to 10 here. So Akuda drops. Carolina would be stupid not to take him. I mean, they don't have much of a secondary right now. They're a rebuilding team, and I think Akuda is that cornerstone that you can build off of. And then... For sure. Arizona... Well, could, they, could they want to go after a linebacker, though? Because no, Keith because if 
okay, if Isaiah Simmons drops to them, then yes, I would take him over Akuda. But after Isaiah Simmons, there's no cornerstone linebacker. Kenneth Murray's good, but I don't think he's someone you can. But a number seven is like. Yeah, that's going to be. And is he too high for number seven? Exactly. I believe like he is you would. Back. I would. You would just rather trade back and just get a couple extra picks out of it. If Which you're is what they actually picture. might do. And then Arizona has been linked to offensive tackles, and their O line is not good. They just oh traded my god, for, their O line's terrible. They traded for Marcus Gilbert, and he hasn't been. He hasn't really panned out that great. He's been hurt. So, and they obviously need to get a cornerstone for Kyle, Kyler Murray, and that's why I have them taking Andrew Thomas, who has been seen to be the favorite offensive tackle in the draft. Now, do I think he's the best offensive tackle? No, but from what I'm seeing is Andrew Thomas should be the first offensive tackle off the board. And okay. then that, that brings me into my next pick, which is also another trade, because Atlanta has actually been looking to trade up in the draft, be, and they have the picks to do so too. I mean... And trading with Jacksonville, and I've also seen Jacksonville has been looking to trade down in the draft as well. And Jacksonville secures extra picks this way. It would probably take, I don't know, a second, a third, maybe a future first. So essentially I have them swapping first rounders plus extra picks and so on. But let me see here. Yeah, 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 swapping for All right. And I have them taking C.J. Henderson, who is easily the second-best corner in the draft. And I have that because they have the loss of Trufant. They have a secondary they need to build on. And why I don't their, think— Their secondary is kind of weak. Like, Trufant has been hurt a lot over the last couple of years. So That's why, I mean, essentially why they got rid of him. Yeah, that's why they got rid of him, and that's why they need someone new. And— Oh, my goodness. You're all right, bud. I know. I know it's— getting close to your bedtime i know it is 9 30 it is almost past my bedtime but man henderson yeah them trading up for cj henderson makes a lot of sense in this situation and mostly because they've been looking to trade up essentially as well and at pick 10 oh my god (laughs) pick 10 um cleveland I've seen actually Cleveland potentially trading up with the Giants to take Isaiah Simmons, which would boost their defense crazy. They need and a linebacker because they, they have uh, essentially both they of have their the starting linebackers. Too. They lost both of them, but I have them here. They're in kind of no man's land. They don't need wide receivers. Kenneth Murray's good, but he again, like I said, he's not a cornerstone piece. They don't need necessarily edge. They don't need. A lot of things, but what they do need is offensive tackle, and they have a very good one in Jedrick Wills. Jedrick, I don't know how you say his name. Jedrick Wills. Or was it Jedrick? I don't freaking know. <laughs> and so moving on from 11 to 14, the Jets have been rumored to love the wide receiver class, and they'd be taking As they should. I, they need a receiver. And they badly need a receiver. And I have them. I'm taking who I believe is the best wide receiver in the draft, Jerry Judy, and that's who they've been linked to as well. But I could also see them going in different ways with C.D. Lamb, maybe a T. Higgins, but I don't think neither either of them were of the same level as Jerry Judy. And then... <laughs> Yawning every six I know, seconds. I am. <laughs> I'm and not then, editing it out. I'm going to keep it. Oh, Jesus. Okay, and then essentially... 
you know the Raiders love their fast wide receivers, and this guy just falls right onto the lap and in Henry Ruggs. Uh, I believe John Gruden would love a Henry Ruggs on his team, a big playmaker in a 4-2-7, a 4-2-8, 4-2-9, something like that. I know it was in the 4-2s, but I'm, I could also see, and I don't have him even going in the first round, a Jalen Rager here who was to believe to have ran at his pro day a 4-2, I think it was 8. And we know um, the Raiders have a history of reaching in drafts and that came in last year with Clellan Farrell at number four who they yep. could have probably nabbed at their 26th pick I yeah mean, they could have I don't I don't understand what that was about that's why I believe if Henry Ruggs is isn't there for some reason I could see them going with another speed receiver receiver in Jalen Rager and then San Francisco <sighs> gee many Christmas San Francisco you might as well just read off every pick and every player and go to bed. Essentially, that's what's about to happen. <laughs> San Francisco, I have them nabbing Kenneth Murray, who I believe is a very good linebacker, not in Isaiah Simmons' land, but very good. And San Francisco does not have a lot of needs. Their offensive line is pretty solid. Their secondary with Richard Sherman's not too bad. I could see them taking a wide receiver here, but I believe if Jerry Judy is there, I think they nab Jerry Judy. But with him not being there, I think they go with best linebacker available in Kenneth Murray. And this is from the Indianapolis trade that's, that already went down. And then with Tampa Bay, they do not need any offense. If anything, they take offensive line, but I do not think they do that. I think they go with close. Kalavon, you want to pronounce Chasson. that? Um, uh, Chasson. Kalavon Chasson, maybe. With I, and I don't know. I, we'll we'll roll with that. They could use someone opposite of Shaquille Barrett on that defensive line, and I think Kalavon Chasson or whatever is a very good person to pair with him. And then jumping to fifteen, the Denver Broncos. I believe they are going to want an extra weapon for who they believe is their franchise QB and Drew Locke. And I know they have Cortland Sutton who broke out last year, and they could use another nice wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb. I like that. And then Jacksonville, who traded down with Atlanta, comes in nabbing Xavier McKinney to take that broken that absolutely broken secondary that was once highly touted, literally two, three years ago, was the best in the business and is now completely gone. And that's crazy to see. And then this is when it gets weird because Dallas, don't ha- they don't have a lot of needs. They don't need D-line. They don't necessarily need corner. Their wide receivers are good. Uh, yes, they do need corner. Oh, they got Byron Jones Byron. walked. Yeah, yeah but Byron they have Jones Kidobi, walked. That's about it. I mean, but he wasn't even that good. I think they go with Antoine Winfield, who is another great safety. I, I think the safety class is actually, it's not one of the best, but I think it actually can be very deep with guys like um, Le'Veon McKinney, Antoine Winfield, Grant Delpit, who we'll get to later, who actually fell on a lot of people's mock drafts. Yeah, why Why is Grant Delpit falling? That's my big question. Because I thought, he was like the, 
I thought he was like the best safety, borderline best defensive secondary player in the draft. I know. He he fell a lot, which is Do you know really why? Crazy. Do you know why? Uh, he he's had a rough year this year. But I mean, that being said, a lot like, of people play have wise? Rough, rough years. Yeah, play wise. He peaked last year and that's not the year you he would if he would have peaked this year, he'd be a top five pick. Easily. But since he peaked last year and didn't do too great this year, that's why he fell. Okay, but Justin or Jordan Love. I know that's why I'll get to that later. Utah State, he had a terrible season last year, and people love him for whatever reason. Yeah, but quarterbacks are a different specimen than safeties. Look at also the hardest to predict. Josh Allen had one great season, came back, had a eh season, but he was still projected. With it within the top fifteen, and I mean he's panned out. I somewhat. guess I guess it's because of the need at quarterback. But like, listen, once you get outside of Cincinnati and Miami and the Chargers, what other teams really need a like a quarterback for the almost immediate future, like in the next year? Well, that's where I'll get to if you stay patient. Sorry, 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 bro. Might I say I have I with the number of quarterbacks taken in the first round, I have four. So there's one who isn't who hasn't been taken yet. Um, yeah, I would say four as well. They, I've actually been reading up on Jordan Love, and people think he might be at the sixth pick instead of Justin Herbert. That's a uh, huge thing. A, I I can see it happening, but I don't think it will because it's not the safest option. Yeah, essentially. And Detroit... He's just too raw. Detroit with the next pick via Miami, via Pittsburgh. Uh, Detroit obviously got this pick with the trade down. They take A.J. Terrell, who I think is also a terrific cornerback, and they fill that need that they lost in Darius Slay. And that's why I also said said that they wouldn't So that's odd because... Yeah, that's odd because... Um, and they still now, but they good have that opportunity later. Take, yeah, they could take Okuda, but instead they're getting a nice defensive tackle and still getting a, a who solid. I believe nice defensive tackle who would be their best D tackle for the next couple years. Do they still have snack Harrison? I do believe so. Couldn't I, tell I you. I think he was on the free agent market, but I <laughs> I, I want to say they brought him back. Let's look it up. I'll look, I'll look at a. Uh, yeah, let's, let's take a look. Harrison. He is free agent. Okay, so that so that would make sense then. I would say definitely one hundred percent. Detroit's going to take, and Eric that gives Brown them their bestie tackle since Dhamakong Su. Dhamakong Su. And we know how that panned out. He's probably one of the best to play the position. He had a couple really good years. That. But he's kind of... He was just a head case. Very bad head case. So uh, the Raiders, who got that pick from the Khalil back trade, taking who I believe would be a reach at this position, but like I said, it's John Gruden, linebacker Patrick Queen. And when I say um, a reach, it's because this linebacker class, I think, outside of Isaiah Simmons, who may be the best linebacker, I don't know, since... Uh, Luke Keekley coming into the draft. After that, it's, I believe, all second rounders. But 
I mean, don't put it past John Gruden and the Raiders organization to take a reach here. And oh, I I see. To- I'm eyeing something here on your. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm eyeing something on your mock draft here. It's the next selection. I can't wait yeah. to hear what you have to say about this one. Oh yeah, I got a lot to say about this selection. A lot to say about this selection. Or yeah, but back to what I was saying with the Raiders. I think I could definitely see them going with a quarterback here. But no quarterback this far is a game changer. And I would say just risk it with Mariota and Derek Carr. And you don't need a third quarterback. You already have. Derek Carr is fine. I know. That's what I'm like, saying. But they've been like, rumored he is, to look. He is back. a starting franchise quarterback. But it's the position. It's the quarterback. That's what I'm saying. That's just the word. Quarterback means money, means high pick. It's your franchise guy. That's why they might just take one here because they don't have a franchise guy right now. I mean, Derek Carr is good. Don't get me wrong, but he, he's not going to take you to Super Bowl. He's essentially a Jared Goff, but on a worse team, in my opinion. If he if he doesn't get hurt, what was it, you know, three or four years ago, uh, we could be talking a different story. Mm-hmm. Remember that MVP season? He yes, had he, he had a great season, hurt. got the big old contract and – just hasn't been the same since. But might I say, is better than his brother David Carr so far. Uh, yeah, I would say. We'll move on to the next pick, which is might be my favorite in the draft. Yeah, so uh, this is interesting. Jacksonville has the next pick via the Jalen Ramsey trade, and I know, and you know, they've been rumored to have been. Uh, I don't know. I just blurred out my words there. But anyway, you know shopping that, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, they've been shopping Leonard Fournette, who I believe well, would be— Well, who haven't been? Who haven't they been shopping? Exactly. That's why people have been actually thinking uh, Fournette to the Steelers, which I wouldn't be mad. I would do Fournette, James Conner, straight up. Well, I think anyone would, but would Jacksonville do it? I believe they would because— Leonard Fournette's a head case. He ha- he's been a head case for the past couple of years. I think he wants out. He's telling them he wants out. Um, James Conner had a great year last year. Kind of downhill this year, but with, I think, the right O-line. And Jacksonville's O-line's not absolutely horrible. I think solid. he could thrive. Not as good as Pittsburgh, though. So. I would agree. And I don't even think I have said who they've taken yet. I... <laughs> Have them taking, I believe, is the best running back in the class, DeAndre Swift. Uh, I like it. It makes sense. If the, uh, that's if they do trade Leonard Fournette, and out of if they don't trade him either during or before the draft, I don't. Would Would you see them taking a running back if they don't trade him? Like yes, maybe, because like previously they said they said Fournette's as good as gone. So I do believe that I think they take. A do they have anyone back. else in that backfield? I'll just off the know. top of your head. <laughs> I'll have my head. No, I'm thinking T.J. Yeldon, but I don't know if they still have T.J. Yeldon. I know they. I know they used to have Carlos Hyde, but I think Carlos Hyde was on the forty. Or on yeah, the he Chiefs was on the Texans last, last I checked. Oh, he yeah, went to the Texans. Texans. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so that's interesting. I know, very intriguing. Next pick, Philadelphia. This next hit pick is kind of easy with Philadelphia. They need a wide receiver. They have no wide receivers. They have Matt yeah, Collins. Letting everybody go, pretty much. I have them taking T. Higgins, who I believe is the best receiver at this spot, which I think is exactly what they do. And I know 
It could be looking at a Justin Jefferson. Even a Clayton Claypool would be a good pick there. But I think all said and done, T. Higgins is the best available wide receiver. And that's who I believe they'll be going with. Do you have any thoughts it's on scary. that? Uh, it's, it's scary for me because I'm a Cowboy yeah. fan. And I don't want I don't think you have anything any more weapons about. than me. T. Yeah. Higgins uh, isn't a franchise saving receiver, in my opinion, but lock this episode because <laughs> he might be. But he kind of. It kind of reminds me with like his measurables. Kind of reminds me of like a Deshaun Jackson. Nice speedy, tall speedy like a, guy. A, a, Deshaun Jackson like wasn't a big. He's not a big receiver, but like the speed though could mm-hmm. be the X factor. So that could be like I know they still they still have Deshaun Jackson. So imagine those two next to each other in that offense. That could be uh, a big yikers for Cowboys Nation. And this next pick. Minnesota is obviously in need of a tackle. Their offensive line is absolutely atrocious. That's, mm-hmm. I believe, the only thing holding them back from being like a Super Bowl team. Not Kirk if, Cousins? No, Kirk Cousins is good. Calm down. We'll, we'll save that for another day. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree. And they get this via the Stephon Diggs trade. Got the first round pick, and I have them taking Tristan Wirfs, who I believe is the best tackle in the draft he had oh, really? a crazy... so you think he's the, the best best offensive lineman or just best tackle offensive lineman offensive tackle essentially okay well i think the only ones that have been taken in the first round of tackles, yeah. offensive and that's tackles all anymore. i believe is going to be taken as offensive tackles in this first round there's no game changing guard or center there's no like zach Quint- martin out there no <laughs> the um they've actually i saw dallas has been rumored to be um, with this center from Michigan who's like a third-round pick guy who they could nab in the first, but they've been rumored to looking at him in the first round. Uh, no, no. I don't know. Sorry. I know we need a center, but I'd rather not take a guy in the first round if he's not a first-round prospect. Now, moving on. New England, it's, there's the second-best D-tackle in the class in Javon Kinlaw, who I think is the best player up to this point. He could easily go within. He, he might even be a tenth pick, tenth through. I could 15. see him being a top fifteen pick. And this is just one of those Bill Belichick things. He just lands this magic. Like, how do you think? Like, how did Javon Kinlaw drop that far? In, bam, New England pounces on him, and I believe that. Well, didn't exactly. they let go of Danny Shelton? Yes, they did. And yeah, uh, so it would fit. Moore, but he's a linebacker, so now they need what some about, defensive. What about potentially quarterback at this spot? You still that, have I've like, thought about Jordan that too, Love but... and Fromm and Jalen Hurts. Now, if I made a second round mock draft, I would mock a quarterback to them. But I just don't think I don't think I could see the Patriots taking a first round quarterback, especially with how they got Brady, how Brady fell to them in the sixth round. I think they're going to ride with Stidham, maybe sign Jameis Winston. Maybe no. sign go sign Cam, Cam Newton, not Jameis Winston, or trade for Andy Dalton. That I could see something like that happening. I would I rather Andy Dalton than Jameis Winston. They Good have so many other holes other than quarterback that they need to address. They could even go receiver because they have no one besides Edelman. Like yeah. they'll get Justin Jefferson. They took. Uh, it's a good. Uh, what's it called? What is it called? What do you mean? What's what called? When you go into something else, 
a good blank. Segway. Segway. Or transition. That's a good segue to my next pick with New Orleans Saints, Justin Jefferson. But they just signed Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, they did. So Emmanuel you think Sanders. they're just going to take another receiver? So they have yes, Emmanuel Sanders and they have Michael Thomas. They have this th- two, th- maybe three, probably not even three, probably two-year window with Drew Brees. They're going to surround him with enough weapons that they can to get a run at that Super Bowl. I think they already have enough weapons. Nope. Name another receiver besides Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas. Ted Ginn Jr. Ted Ginn Jr. is, what, 45 years old? <laughs> I mean, fair, but he's a speedster. Or what about the, uh, oh, Quan, uh, Dequan or something Smith? Traquan Trey Smith. Quan Smith? Yeah. Nah, trash. No, I'm just I kidding. Think good. I, I think I've also solid. seen that they are actually really interested in wide receiver two in the first round. I just think they could definitely use one to surround Drew Brees with enough weapons to maybe go after that Super Bowl. Next pick, Minnesota just lost Linval Joseph. They lost Didio Hutter. So that defensive line has taken a beating. So I have them going with Ross Blacklock. Uh, here at number 25. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a boring pick, doesn't it? You're thinking, like, who the heck is Ross Blacklock? That's exactly I, what I'm I think thinking. once you get to, like, 25 through 32, I think a lot of people say that, like, who in the flying heck are these people? Yeah, essentially. That's where a lot of the trades happen, and you'll see why exactly. It gets crazy. These next, from 26 to 32, gets absolutely nuts and on my in my mock draft. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, seeing that few of them right here. So what was the one you were saying? Wow, I'm seeing this or something like that. Like I'm looking ahead in your mock draft, and oh no, that was oh, about was... DeAndre Swift. Okay, yeah, so... I was talking about yeah, I was talking about the Jacksonville pick at like pick twenty or whatever it was. And here is Miami via the Houston pick with an offensive tackle who potentially can go in the top five. He could go at four to the New York Giants, but he had that failed physical. They or they flagged his medical report, so I think there might be something that we don't know about with him. So I can see him dropping in this draft, and that's Mecky Becton. That's the three hundred and sixty-seven pound dude who's six foot seven, who ran a five flat forty, which is absolutely crazy. I could see him dropping just because of his flagged medical. And then Miami would just absolutely love that. They would get that That's, offensive tackle. That is extremely fast. I know. That big of an well, offensive lineman. Tristan Wirfs ran a 4.86. I mean, what does Rich Eisen run? Like a 5.3? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Probably 6 something. <laughs> like, seriously, dude. Now, this is when it gets crazy. Seattle. When was the last time Seattle made a good first-round pick? It's been a while. They like to trade a lot, too. And here at 27, I mean, who are they going to take? So I could see that. pick was probably Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. Oh, I thought thought you just meant, like, last great pick. No, I'm talking first-round. First-round pick? Yeah, I don't know about first-rounders. They do their damage in the later rounds. Was Bobby Wagner a first-round pick? Yes, he was. 
Bobby Wagner, maybe. That was like what, what was Richard Sherman? Fifth. What about Cam Chancellor? Couldn't tell you. All right, cool. moving on. I, I couldn't tell you. I, those are literally like the only two people I knew off the dome. Um, Shaquille <laughs> Griffin. Shaquille Griffin, who their, their cornerback was a third-round pick, who's pretty solid. I believe Earl Thomas was first. DK Metcalf was second round. But then you look at Rashad Penny, who was a first-round pick. Last year, LJ Collier, who I don't even think played, was their first-round pick. Two wasted picks. Two wasted picks in my decision. That's why I believe they trade out of it. And who did they trade to? Someone who is prone to trading up in the late round, a.k.a. Cleveland Browns. Traded up to NAB. Oh, I um, thought you were going to say Baltimore because Baltimore has done that in the recent years. Yes, they have. Trade up. They traded up to get Lamar Jackson. I, and as I stated before, Cleveland has the picks to do so. And who they take? An overrated safety in Grant Delpit. God. Oh, man. They seem I'm... to go after the big name who falls. Last year, it was the cornerback from LSU, who I am blanking on his name. Oh, my God. I know who you're talking round. about, too. I literally was about to say it, and then you said I'm blanking, and then I blanked. Oh, man. Blanking I'll on find his this, but you, you, you continue. I'll, I'll find but it. But anyway, they have a hole at safety. They have two good corners in Denzel Ward and the safety, who I can't think of, Greedy Williams. That's Greedy it. Williams. Yeah, literally, literally just saw it as you said it. And they could sure use a nice safety in that defense. And no, Grantel. they signed Andrew Sendejo, though. Um, Sendejo is more of a free. Oh, okay, so, you're, so you Grantel put, you would put Grant at the strong. Mm-hmm. They just okay. got rid of uh, Demarius Randall. Yeah, Demarius Randall. So safety is definitely need they'll need. And Baltimore. I, need, need, I love that. The next, next pick, Baltimore. I have them taking offensive tackle on Austin Jackson. That's boring. Blah, blah, blah. Tennessee following up with A.J. Epinesa, who at the beginning of the year was top five pick. Yeah, he was, was a top thinking. five was pick a, at most draft, mock five drafts. To ten. Yeah. And he just fell. And I'm having him fall clear down because they just got rid of uh again I'm blanking. Didn't they have Cameron Wake? No, it wasn't Cameron Wake. It was Jarrell Casey. They traded Jarrell Casey for a seventh round pick. Jarrell Casey's a very good defensive end slash interior D line. Doesn't Tennessee have Cameron Wake though? You're making me look this up. Sorry. Cameron not Zamron. Cameron Wake. Either way, Cameron Wake's like 37 years old. He is That's an outside I... linebacker who's a free agent. 38 okay, I think years he, old. I, th- I think he was with Tennessee. Yeah, was, I see the picture on your screen. He was with Tennessee. Tennessee where? Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah, That's crazy. I can see my screen. Anyway, AJ Epinesa. Green Bay, I have them going with Brandon Ayuk. You might, you probably, have you ever heard of him? I have not heard of Brandon Ayuk, but I don't know if wide receiver is what I would put for them. Yep, they want someone to spread out with Devontae Adams. They want someone to spread the field. I mean, I don't know how much longer Aaron Rodgers has in the tank. I'm assuming he's got five, six more years. I think uh, they're. I don't. Uh, I don't know. That I think they're going to move off of him faster than that. Ooh. But anyway, Brandon Ayuk. Blah blah blah. I think I think Green Bay goes quarterback. Jordan oh Love. no, no way. Yes, huh? No they did way. it once before. 
They did it with Brett Favre. Brett Favre was mauling retirement. He was still playing pretty good. They moved off of him. And now it's Aaron Rodgers' turn. Fair enough. Um, next pick, San Francisco has traded it in my mock draft. And who did they trade it to? New York Giants. Taking Jeff Gladney, a really solid cornerback. I don't think I don't think he's a first round caliber quarterback cornerback, but essentially I, I have them trading him or taking him, blah blah blah. Boring. Now the next one is when it gets fun. And this is a flyer. So you know how I said there's can four you scroll down slightly so I can. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So, sorry, bro. You know how I said I said four quarterbacks will be taken. Okay. So this is your fourth. And there's one team left. Can you tell me the team? I'll just go down. I have Kansas team. Just tell me what the team. Indianapolis trading up into the first round. And when you look at this, I looked this up. Um, Indianapolis has, I believe, the third or fourth pick in the second round. And I could see them trading up to make sure they nab their quarterback that they want in Jordan Love. Um, I know they just signed they just signed Phillip Rivers. But well, that's a one-year deal. That's probably, probably a year one, two-year thing. And they can, he, can, he can groom Jordan Love into it. But... Do I think Jordan Love works out? Time will tell. Hmm, that's interesting. I I think I think Indianapolis waits a little bit longer and they'll get a guy like Fromm. Either way, I truly believe someone trades up to the within the first the final five picks in Nabs Jordan Love. Now and I could see while you're while you're still here, what about the other two remaining quarterbacks? Obviously, you have them falling to the second round or second or maybe further like I do. But Jalen Hurts and Jake Fromm, where do they go? I believe Jalen Hurts goes before Jake Fromm. But someone who I believe goes before both of them is Jacob Eason. I've see I've heard Jacob Eason's <laughs> name float around. I but can I'm see just Jacob not, Eason going I'm just not in an the Eason guy. I see Jacob Eason going in the second round. Jalen Hurts I think is gonna scare off a couple people. Um I could definitely see him going maybe, like you said, at Green Bay. I think they might hold off, take him there. Jacksonville, maybe. Um, even Detroit. I could see I Detroit. I think Jacksonville will wait on quarterback for a whole year. I could. That's what I think. They because should. I think I think they want to go get Justin Fields next year. Justin Fields. Yeah, I could see that. But you know where Jake Fromm would thrive in? Tell New me. England. No. He arrive in New England. Absolutely not. Yep. He does and not have a strong arm, and in that division, in the AFC, you need a strong arm, cold weather. He would Rom does not have a strong arm at all. Thrive in New I highly disagree. I think that is his worst. I think that is the worst place for him to go. Why, do you, why say? Because he doesn't have a strong arm, and to play in New England and to play in that division – the cold weather in November, December, January, you need a strong arm and he doesn't have that. He's more of a short intermediate guy. He's like a, he's like a weak arm Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that because of his attitude. I think um, Bill Belichick whips him into shape. He becomes that cocky guy, kind of like Tom Brady. He's a, he's cocky. Tom Brady's a little cocky. And I can oh, definitely, I mean, he's got every Jake right Trump. to be though. He's a six time champion. 
No, I don't. I think Jake Fromm stays there until about the third or fourth round, along with Jalen Hurts, which is where I think I could see the Steelers nabbing Jalen Hurts in the third round, which is where a lot of people have Jalen Hurts going. But I don't know if he lasts until then, though. That's the only thing. I just think he's so dynamic. Like he's like he's a Lamar Jackson type player. Obviously, not the same, but there's a place for him in the NFL. People are talking about oh play receiver or put him at a different position. Like, no, he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. I don't think he's fast enough to play anywhere else. Some people have him look at him as a Taysom Taysom Hill. No, he's, I think he's too good to be a Taysom Hill. He reminds me so much of Dak. It's unreal. (laughs) He's obviously like a lot faster and way more athletic than Dak is, but he's got the same play style though. Yeah. And their arms are virtually identical. Like they both, neither of them have overly strong arms, but they're pretty solid in the short and intermediate game. And then where does he go? Where does he go? To Jalen? Yeah. If you had to pick a team, I think Pittsburgh, truly. That makes, that probably makes the most sense. I also kind of, now I don't, I don't think this would happen just because they just signed, they just resigned this guy to a big deal, but Tennessee, I think would make some sense. I would, I could see that. Because I don't think Jalen Hurts would be ready to start right away. So you could put him behind Ryan Tannehill, let him sit for a couple years, and if they think Ryan Tannehill is, they you know, they overpaid Ryan Tannehill and they don't mm-hmm. want to move forward with him, you could put in Jalen Hurts who wouldn't have to do too much because he's got Derrick Henry to carry the ball for 30, like 30 times a game for 200 yards. And, exactly. And then Jalen Hurts can also add an extra dimension to that offense by being a runner and I think it would be a good fit. I could also see like maybe a Giants nabbing a quarterback in the fourth round. I know that sounds surprising, but maybe just as a backup. Something something I don't think I don't think it would necessarily be those three we talked about, but I could see them. Even Dallas. I can see Dallas taking I would love they did they did meet with Jalen Hurts. They did have like a Skype interview or some like some kind of video call interview with Jalen Hurts. I would love to have Jalen Hurts. I, we just need a backup because I don't I, like Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush and Mike White. Like, who are they? And <laughs> if Dak, God forbid, Dak gets hurt, who's going to be under center? Exactly. This is why I've been saying forever, and this is a completely different topic, and we're not going to get into it. But this is why I would have loved to have gone out and gotten Colin Kaepernick because I mean he was. He was a solid quarterback when he played, yeah, and of course. politics aside, I mean, I want a solid backup quarterback, so I'll take Colin Kaepernick because he's arguably the best one on the market, besides like Jameis, and, but Cam Newton's a starter. I really wouldn't make him a backup quarterback. No. Plus, he's too expensive to be a backup. Yeah, he's going to be way too expensive. That's why a lot of people are saying, um, Cam Newton to the Steelers, I'm like, Okay, no, he's going to back up for one, maybe two years, and we're going to pay him $20 million a year to do that? Uh, uh, no thanks. Doesn't make any sense at all. Well, that rounds out the first round, buddy. Yes, it does. So now we got a, a nice little inside track. Oh, I even see you have your predictions here. So basically, essentially, you, kind of, yeah. you, you essentially played the game, um, but I'm sure you're going to make some changes between now yes, and I'm what, planning on making some changes. Yep. Yeah, so... I'm going to have to get on on this and put my mock draft together. And Essentially, just have your mock drafts in before the draft starts. 
Right. Draft um, starts no more. Yeah, so I'll I'll make sure we get these details finalized. We make it look nice and pretty and and easy to understand. And then anyone who wants to play can get a hold of me on either Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you have my phone number and somehow got my phone number, you can text me, whatever. Comment on a video on YouTube, whatever it is. Find a way to get in contact with me and we'll put you in. $50 uh, prize. And there's no fee. No fee to get in. Yeah, no, no entry fee at all. Completely um, free. The only thing that we'll need is just your Venmo so we can venue, Venmo you $50 if you win. You don't have to send us the Venmo right up top. It's just if you win, uh, send us your Venmo and we'll give you $50. And if me and Alec win, if one of us do win, we'll uh, we'll donate our money to uh, coronavirus relief. So good way to engage the fans. and Good way to spend a Thursday fun. night winning some Thir- money. Yeah, and I mean, we could even carry it into i mean doing rounds four through like two three four five six seven yeah that's, that's too much really complicated we could maybe, maybe in the future round two, this, but this is the first need annual to, one right yeah Will? i think yes that is correct i think first round is the easiest to do because nobody knows who players are you know four through seven even rounds two and three for that matter i think it's yeah. way too complicated trades happen a lot more frequently so that it would yeah, be impossible. That's no, that's a no. But definitely round one, and hopefully we can uh, get a lot of listeners in on this, a lot of people to participate. And hey, it's an opportunity to win fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. All righty, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. All righty. And scene. And scene. Cut. All right. Oh, we got to redo it. Shut up. (laughs) I will stop the recording.